You're listening to the League of Ordinary Gentlemen podcast with your hosts, Brent and Angelo. This is episode 65 for your favorite podcast and mine, Shelled or Shutouts. Angelo, how are you doing this week? I'm doing uh, very well, all things considered. Uh, it's been a, a really bizarre week in the pool. Uh, I think this whole new way of playing NHL and COVID uh, has really uh, shot, uh, you know, it's been crazy some of the things that have happened uh, this week. There's been impact on our teams, on our pool. Uh, so I'm excited to talk about that. I'm excited about our main topic today. So Shelter Shoutouts, we're going to look at each team's main goalie tandems, top two, and based on early season results, we're going to conclude whether this team is going to get shelled this year or whether as managers we can expect shutouts from these goalies. Yeah, I really like this topic. This kind of came out with uh, with us texting back and forth about certain things. And then, you know, you suggested uh, running with this mid uh, last week. And, and I think it's a great idea. Um, and I think it's one that uh, it's another one of those curveballs this season, right? And and, and COVID obviously is being the, diff, uh, the big one where you have some, you know, fairly large surprises uh, happening. And we'll get into that in a second. But the other one is really because of this condensed season is really that uh, the uh, goalie tandem piece here too. And that is a, as a wild card that's happening uh, for managers and to contend with. So, yeah. So, but before we get to our main topic du jour, uh, let's talk about uh, the COVID details, a COVID report uh, for this week. That's right. Uh, COVID report uh, brought to you by uh, Pfizer. Uh, we'd like to thank Pfizer for coming aboard. Yep. It, it's caused delays in the vaccine distribution, but I think the details of our sponsorship was very, uh, very detailed. They had to prioritize, and I think mm-hmm. now we've hammered it out. The COVID report by Pfizer. Um, let's start a little chronologically. This won't be the biggest news of the week, <clears throat> uh, but the, the first thing that happened was we saw Carolina got flagged. Yeah, uh, and after the Nashville game, and had a number of games. Uh, postponed this week so those of us with Carolina players I've got the goalie tandem uh, I've got Vincent Trocheck. we know that there are a ton of yep. Carolina players on rosters because they're powerhouses um, you know it was hard not to feel the pain this week from a pool perspective when all of those games uh, were cancelled so uh, I would say the first part of the COVID report is the uh, how it raged through the Carolina Hurricanes this week well, and you know that's not uh, you know cancel cancel their postponed games is not going to be a benefit in in fantasy land at all because they got to make those up and with already a condensed schedule it, those those makeup games are going to be further compressed and 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 in the the remaining time that they have to do so so that is not of if you have a Carolina got some Dallas players uh, you know you know that uh, it doesn't bode well completely for uh for you because they're all those players will be playing definitely back-to-backs to to get that done well here's the other thing that we have to realize and that is that um some of these games might not be replayed you know some of there it is very conceivable that not every team is going to play 56 games this year and they're going to have to go to a winning percentage formula the reality is that's just what's happening in the pool this year we're two weeks in and we've had two of 31 teams uh, lose games. If this happens, and on average we have a team every week or two losing games, they just run out of time to, to play all the games. So if you have players on Dallas, players on Carolina, you could be looking at, through no fault of your own, having few, fewer games played in the pool. 
yeah, so that, I mean, for those people who have those superstars like the goalie tandem or Teravainen or Aho, I mean, it's probably a good, good time to drop them. I think so. I think Sebastian Ajo right now is uh, is not of any any use to uh, oh. to Mike. Okay, so let's go. <clears throat> we knew Dallas was delayed, yeah. and they had their first game last night. Maybe we can touch on that a bit. Sure. But really, the second big news this week was uh, the Washington Capitals and uh, four very prominent players on uh, the Washington Capitals made the. Uh, I really feel bad for them because what they did was they hung out in a hotel room together. Yeah, I mean this is, you know, and and every and all all their eyes all all eyes are on players right now, and 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 I in this is the, you know very clearly evident that the NHL is not fooling around with the protocol piece, and those players um, are now in in under pro, COVID protocol for four games, and you know what? Uh, it, it sends a message to everybody else, and I think the message had to be sent. Unfortunately, you know, I'm you know I've got Ovi on my team, and that's a a big loss in that sense. Uh, and one that has been felt already. But that being said, I think it's the right decision. Um, even though they're, they're just hanging out in uh, uh, in in uh, the room, to play. those players are professional. They know the rules. I agree. Um, but, you know, I just think uh, they're human beings too. And, and we've all lacked human interaction uh, during this COVID time. And I couldn't imagine, you know, uh, being on the road for five or six days and um, all of my downtime, I have to sit in my hotel room by myself. Like that's just it's uh, it would just be torture. I can see why they are really splitting up the home and away games um, for these players because I, I think it would just be so difficult uh, for them to do it. But these are the times, and, and this is what they signed up for. So I guess yeah, Washington is the example. Well, you know what, and and Mike, Mike, because Mike is on all of this and all the news. He sent me a link. Did you hear um, Ovechkin's wife and her rationale and her reasoning to all of this happening? Is uh, uh, Nastya Shubskaya, I believe her name is. I don't know. Um, and uh, and and the whole idea of the Russian antibodies, and uh, that this is almost like a Russian player conspiracy thing, and it's it's fantastic wackiness. Uh, it's another whole layer uh, to delve deep in into, but. Uh, I'll tell you, it's the right decision to be made, despite what uh, Ovechkin's wife says. I think we all know, regardless of whatever team you're on, the the Russians just have natural antibodies to everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're immune. They're immune. They're, yeah, and I think their their Olympics showed that. Yeah, they're immune to a whole lot of things like fair play. All right. Um, so with our COVID report. Now let's go on. Um, We've got some big news that's going to happen probably in the next 24 to 48 hours. And that sure. is, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is uh, on the verge of being traded from Columbus. Uh, it was obvious on Thursday night after he didn't play a shift. After the first period, he played a total of three and a half minutes. Yep. Uh, Tortorella's had enough. <clears throat> Did you see that shift? Yeah, he's like the laziest player out there. Oh, my God. Um, so I read this morning or heard this morning that um, GMs around the league know that that is not the player that he is. And obviously there's something broken in Columbus. So they're not, um, they're not too worried about that shift. To me, it shows that uh, you're going to be, whoever trades for him is going to get a massive jerk on their hands. Um, yeah. But uh, rumors last night is that the Winnipeg Jets are yep. the forerunners for his services with Anaheim and Montreal still in the mix. And uh, it would mean that Patrick Laine, yeah, uh, and potentially other players. Jack Roslovic is rumored as well, would be going to Columbus, and Pierre Luc Dubois 
would be going to Winnipeg. What do you think? Yeah, this is this is an interesting one for, for the way that I look at it. Is it's just like, well, you know, Patrick Line, you've you've got you've got a player with a big edge on him and a big chip on his shoulder for another player that apparently has the same thing. If I am, if I am, and I'm not, and I what do I know? I know nothing. But if I am uh, an uh, opposing team's GM and I know they have a player that a doesn't want to play for them and the coach doesn't want to play, how much are you actually offering up? Right? How much? How aggressive are you kind of get in to, to get into this player? Um, is he worth it in that sense? Is this a situation right now to be trading away that elite, elite talent that you have and that's seemingly already working well on your team? I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm thinking you're going to see some lopsided deal here. Um, I don't think it's going to be a fair deal in any way, but we'll, we shall see, and that may that may change. Um, I also think that you know if if, if Winnipeg is in in the mix here, they are probably going to want to be going after some defense as well. Um, and to shore up, shore up that piece, but who knows? Um, this, this is, is gonna uh, be, this is going to be a, a, one of those rare NHL blockbuster deals we are going to see in the next. I'm very excited. I yeah. Yeah. And I, but it has to be done because I mean, again, you have a player that's just refusing to play. And a coach that is just done with them. So, and and uh, that, that you know, Tortorello in a classic Tortorello fashion was interesting in his his uh, press conferences. Just like you guys are asking me these questions, why don't you ask him? And I, and he's got a point, right? And and uh, he's he hasn't responded well. Uh, and it's time to move on. So let's bring this back to the pool. Yeah, I got Pierre Luc Dubois. Am I happy with him on Winnipeg versus Columbus? Absolutely. Would Mike on the opposite end be happy with Line A going to Columbus? Probably not. But here's oh. where we both aren't happy because of COVID protocols. At very minimum, yeah, very, very very minimum is we are losing these guys for another week of the season as they get because uh, they have to cross the border. Well, so it's 14 days to... automatic, right? So that's the problem with, with these the trades. NHL, I think with the NHL it might be seven days. Okay. But I yeah. could be wrong. It maybe it is fourteen days, but um, you know, at very minimum, you're losing them for three or four games. Yeah, and and this is that's the piece, right? And and it always comes back to the pool. And here here you have, um, you know, it, it, a change of scenery is 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 good when needed. Uh, for a player, definitely. So I think you know, in that sense, you know, um, you know, Liney could very well go into to uh, uh, Columbus, uh, you know, tearing it up. Who knows? Right. Um, and it's the same thing for Dubois. He's got something to, 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 to prove um, and to show up. You know, that being said, you're going to lose him for three, four games at least. And um, having a player that's sitting for three, four games right now on your IR, um, it's, it's not a good one. All right. So let's get, uh, let's get down to some pool news now before we get into winners and losers. First thing I'd like to point out is uh, we are showing uh, our first manager uh, who is showing the stress of the pool. Yeah, um, and, lockdown and, stress. Yeah, and that's got to be Nick, who uh, had a meltdown either late last night or this morning. His team name is now gone, so Nick in a Box has been retired to where have all the W's gone. His toilet. avatar is now a toilet. Um, yeah. So this is a – he is crying out for help. Yeah, so this is this is a, is a cry for help for for a manager who is uh, second week, uh, second consecutive week. I uh, know uh, we're only in week two, and the and, and the and the crying has already started uh, for Mister uh, Nick in a box. Uh, he is in twelfth place here, and he's hurting, and he's hurting bad. And I think it comes down to, I mean, if we can look at at, at his sadness, um, you know, his sadness starts with his goaltending. 
and uh, you know there he, he doesn't have you know uh, poor Elvis has left the building with a uh, uh, 4.01 goals against so that's probably something nothing to to uh, to write home about so I think I think he is he's definitely struggling and you can see that with his uh, drop ads on the FA pickup for sure. Well, and I'm just going to say one more thing. He is the poster child for COVID postponement right now. If I look at his team, you know, yeah. he's, got no, he's got no one playing because Barkov was supposed to play yeah. in Carolina. So he's he's done. Svechnikov yeah. is done. Uh, Hamilton is done. Like So he only has a couple of players playing on a Saturday night now because he, through no fault of his own. But um, I think because I'm a friend to him uh, and the only way that we can support each other is through a lopsided trade offer. So Nick, yeah. you can expect a terrible trade offer from me just to lift your spirits a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like again, like sunny days are coming, and uh, we know that the, uh, the managers of the pool will wrap their arms around this poor manager here and poor Nick, lift him up, pat himself on the back, and completely uh, destroy him in trades. So this is this is uh, good days are coming, buddy. Don't you worry, chin up. I think he's seven days away from doing a, a, a really a horrible. Uh, uh, he's he might be less than seven days with that uh, new moniker that he's got going on here. Okay, so um, you, mentioned, you mentioned something very interesting. That was free agent uh, pickups. Is it just me, or are we seeing? Uh, I would say an increase of forty to fifty percent in uh, free agent activity this year. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and what I love about it is that managers are being very um, active on, on, on the wire. They're really watching news uh, closely here. Um, uh, they, uh, they are really looking for any advantage that they can get. Like, listen, you know, the pool, there, there's, you know, there's a big difference from first to sec, uh, first to last place in the pool, especially this week. But if you start breaking down the numbers, it's pretty close. So the managers are looking for any absolute, any advantage that they can get. And I love it how quickly things are happening and changes are happening on rosters. You know, we've, with, had, 13, we've had 13 ad drops in the last 24 hours. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This uh, again, uh, not to beat a dead horse, but uh, this is the new COVID reality where people are not as tied to their players as we've seen before. And, and we're seeing some, uh, you know, fairly prominent names being added and dropped. Um, this is not just, you know, the, uh, the, these knockoff players, we're seeing some good players that are available or, or being let yeah. go. And um, I think we're going to continue seeing that as the season goes on. I could, I could see this, this being the most active season in, in our history. Yeah, and I, and one of the most active managers right now is Bowlby. He is 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 one that um, is is so willing to add drop. Um, he's not married to any of his players, so he's another one that's ripe for uh, some really good trade offers. Uh, so Bowlby, uh, just hang hang tight. I've got some uh, I got some players that I'm going to send your way that you could probably drop later. So do you think do you think now's the time he's going to trade Bassey? Uh, uh, you know what? I think so. Um, I think you know it, it, it's obviously clear with how active he is on on the FA wire here that he is 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 not as connected. He's not feeling that love with Vasi anymore. So I think uh, you know he's he's willing and open to accept any offers there, folks. So start sending them. And I know Mike's interested. So start sending uh, start sending them uh, Bulby's way. All right, here we go. So let's uh, let's get into our winners and losers and our main topic. Okay. Yeah, this is awesome. So let's um, if if we can. Um, let everyone can see the standings. They just need to log in, so we don't need to go through the standings, especially because I'm not in the top three. Um, <laughs> oh man, I love it. Uh, I, you know, in one night, I w- I went north of a hundred points, and then by the yes. end of the night, I was at seventy nine. 
Yeah, I know. It's it, and this is what you got to love with um, how how much still the pool is in flux. I know we've only completed week two, but this is the pool is, is in massively in flux. So like again, yeah, I went I went to bed one night and I was in like seventh, and I wake up in in third place. And you know, it's, it, it, the reverse is happening. It's still anyone's pool to be won, obviously, because it's only two weeks down. But uh, the volatility is part of the excitement right now. Okay, can we start with losers? Because I don't think I've ever seen this. This is crazy. I've never seen this at all. Okay, so our biggest loser of the week, and I was shocked this morning when I saw this. I had no clue that he had yep. fallen so hard, is um, Hennessy Williams. He dropped minus 47.5 points in one week. For perspective, if you were to take all of the managers who yep. went down this week and added those losses together, Hennessy still exceeds them by 10 or 15 points in drops. I know he's pretty much dropped as many as as many points as Nick has, so uh, that let's just put that put put you in put into perspective. Nick's uh, state of despair for sure. Oh yeah, I like I like that you fit that in there. <laughs> Even with a forty-seven point drop, he's still thirteen points ahead of Nick. That's right. Um, yeah. So, so Hennessy uh, you know, had a very I would say a very unlucky week. I don't know why I, I didn't track his team too closely because i thought he was kind of middle of the pack so yeah something horrible's happened in the last 48 hours for poor hennessy yeah, we're gonna have to take a deeper dive on this one because again like he's got you know he's got some philly players in there you know he's got Giroux, who's you know has got uh four assists over five games he's you know almost a point a game kind of player going on here but he has just been struggling and again it may come down to goaltending who knows um but uh uh Carter Hart did get shelled the other night, uh, so that didn't probably help the, uh, you know a, a whole lot. Uh, but yeah, that's that one's a little bit of a mystery right now that we can take a little bit of a deeper dive into. But I've never seen a forty-seven and a half point fall in one week. But it, do, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I'm looking, he actually had better statistical nights than I did for most yeah. part. Uh, honestly, yeah. I so I think it comes down to how tight things are right now, too, right? So, yeah, and this is so. this is this is the piece where where um you're not going to see him down in the bottom for too long. He's going to climb his way back up, and it could be in a couple of days he could be back up to where he was in week one in second place. Who knows? All right, our second biggest loser this week was. Yeah, this is you. You know, you you did a massive drop at eight and a half points. Um, this is one where at the end of week one, you're in fifth. You're sitting at 90 points. You're feeling well. And as you mentioned at the top there, you you had climbed your way into like third. You were over 100 points. You were you were uh, getting into 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 uh, uh, winning territory again. People were getting nervous. And then this week, you are sitting at 81 and a half, seventh place, um, and uh, probably a bit worried. No, I uh, this I know why this happened. It's because uh, my goalies didn't play at all this week. Well, my Montreal goalies did, but because of the uh, postponement, none of my Carolina goalies uh, played, so I wasn't able to really accrue any goaltender stats. And then uh, my team's not really good at getting assists right now. So uh, overall, I'm I'm not I'm I'm okay. I knew I was going to drop because I wasn't getting as many games. Like tonight, I'm playing fifty percent of the games that I should be playing because of. Uh, the postponements. So uh, I'm okay. I'm I've I've been as high. I got over a hundred points a couple of days ago. So yeah, Saturday's know- a lean night, anyways. Tonight is yeah. it's fairly lean. Yeah, so right? Sunday is going to be the bigger night for people. So it's relatively quiet tonight. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think you're on your way up as well. But for this week, uh, you're our second biggest loser. Yeah, and our our third biggest loser, uh, we had a tie with the two managers that are forever cosmically linked to each other, and that's absolutely Rockins and Gibby. At uh, minus six for the week, that's a relatively small drop. 
uh, this early in the season. So there's really nothing we need to analyze there except that uh, they were a bit on the losing end at some point this week in a few statistical categories. Yeah, and it's not really a massive change at all. It's no change for for uh, Robbie there. He still is in sixth place. He was in sixth place in week one. And not really much of a change for Gibby. Gibby was in ninth. He's now in tenth. Um, so it's not an overall huge change in, in uh, status uh, in terms of the table for this week. And again, um, everything's in flux. So this definitely isn't something that is foretelling their seasons in any way. All right, let's get into our um, our winners for the week. Let's start with uh, uh, our number three winner for the week. Uh, Nick in a box, despite the sadness, has gone plus 13 for the week. He'd actually yeah. gotten into the 60s. Uh, I he think did, he might yeah. have been flirting with the 70s. So yeah. we saw a closing of the standings for a brief moment in the pool. Um, so I think Nick's fortunes are going to be just fine, and the plus 13 this week bodes well for him. Yeah, that's a good indication that he, that he's on that right side of the ledger and he's he's trying to dig himself out of things. Um, so this whole change of name, this whole icon piece, could be a a, a larger pool distraction that he's trying to throw out uh, to take us away from his strategy. Who knows with Nick? He's a very shifty guy, but I like the fact that he is uh, he has a plus thirteen uh, this week. And but you know he's still in twelfth, but he's he's working to dig himself out. All right, our second. Winner of the week is you with a nice jump of uh, 18 and a half points. We know that you are stacked uh, at forward, uh, but really, um, we don't want to talk too much about it right now. Yeah. But you got a nice little surprise in net by the name of uh, Semyon Barlamov who is really providing uh, the foundation for your team's success right now. Yeah, we'll leave the goaltending conversation right now. It definitely is. It's a, it's a nice surprise. But I'll tell you, you know, I knew I was going to drop out of first. Uh, I was only going to be there for really one one day. Be, and uh, we'll talk we'll talk about uh, his greatness in a second. Uh, but um, I knew I wasn't going to happen. I didn't have the games in and, and, and uh, with OV out and those pieces. But... You know, to give you a perspective of how tight things are uh, with goals, you know, here I am, um, you know, fairly, you know, down down the road, uh, down the way in, in an amount of uh, goals here in categories. You know, I am really only sitting at seven and a half for the players that I have on my team. But, you know, the top team, you know, with Heisenberg is 18, I have 15. That's not a big, big separation at all. So I think there's a lot of flux still happening here in the pool. I am not overly confident that I'm still going to be in week uh, three in the top three. That's that's uh, for sure. Okay, let's get into our biggest winner of the week. Um, started in 11th place, pushed up into ninth with plus 20. And that is the Cutlass Supremes. Had a couple of really nice nights this week. A really nice bump in some categories. He's up to 76.5 points and plus 20 for the week. Yeah, this is a good news story, right? I mean, he's got one is Crosby. The, the, the amount of money he spent on keeping Crosby is paying off. Okay, and that's that's the one piece uh, for sure for Gump, and and you love seeing it. He he has got um, you know a uh, despite despite uh, you know maybe a save percentage uh, issue happening in Boston, but he's he's and he's got some good goaltending happening, right? And and that's also offering him that that ability to do to uh, dig his way out of eleventh, and he's ending up in ninth this week. Um, things are looking up for uh, the Supremes for sure. Absolutely. When you've got Crosby ranked fifth, uh, Travis Connecting at fourth, yeah, uh, you've got some good pieces there that can continue some of this uh, momentum. So that is our winners and losers for week two. Always one of my favorite se- uh, segments because it, it fluctuates so much and we get to see so many different managers and, and the, the highs and lows of being in the pool. So that's how we saw it this week. 
Yeah, absolutely. Always a fun time. So we are shifting from our, our kind of opening opening uh, discussion to our winners and losers to the highlight to the feature of, of uh, episode 65, Shelled or Shutouts. Angel, can you run down what we uh, will be offering our listeners this week? Sure. So we were, well, it, again, as you mentioned, it happened through a text where we were talking about goalies um, and the term shelled or shutouts came out and we thought, oh, that would be a good topic this week. Let's go through the 30 teams and um, there are quite a few surprises in here. So some of the teams will not be surprising, but we are going to go through some of the goalie stats um, and then we're going to say whether we believe that throughout the year this is a team that will get shutouts or this is a team that will get shelled. This is it's it, this is excellent because again, it, it is emphasizing. I think what most most managers have known, at least for the past number of seasons, is that uh, tandems are uh, are essential. Tandems are incredibly important um, in terms of a manager's success in the pool. Okay, so we're going to do this alphabetical. We're going uh, uh, A to V, I guess. Yep. No W to W. We've got a couple W teams. Okay, um, so there's this is no particular order in terms of managers or in terms of greatness. So this is just fully alphabetical. So our first team, uh, Anaheim Ducks, the tandems, John Gibson, Ryan Miller. They played five games, uh, 13 goals against, only a goals against average uh, for the team of 2.6. So they're averaging 2.6 goals against per game. So what's our verdict on these guys? <clears throat> this is a shutout. This is a clear shutout. Gibson's been absolutely fantastic uh, so far this year with a, a, a 9.37 save percent average and and with just a little bit over uh, two goals against. Um, I don't know if I saw this coming for this team. Uh, I'll be honest with you. They, they, you know, neither really Anaheim hasn't been on my radar. Um, it probably should be, uh, especially when it comes to to uh, this goaltending uh, tandem. And and I think um, this is a nice surprise for the season. But uh, these guys are clearly a shutout. Well, I think so too. And I think when you've got LA and San Jose in your division, and John Gibson's one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. Uh, the team is up and coming. Uh, they're playing really well on a nightly basis. Um, I would have picked these guys to be a shelled team, um, but they're proving early on in the first two weeks of the season that defensively they're quite sound. John Gibson seems to have had a rebound year. So for the Anaheim Ducks, you guys are getting the verdict of a shutout right now. Yeah, I think it's great. I love it. Okay, Coyotes, um, some key stats there. They're they're averaging more one more goal against per game than Anaheim at 3.6 goals against. They've allowed 18 goals. So far, the tandem is Kemper and Ranta. And we've got to say, based on early season results, even despite their their impressive win last night, these guys are going to get shelled. Yeah, and this is this is you know just be yeah, exactly. It's been a really tough start for these guys. Um, you know, Dar- Darcy uh, Kemper is not necessarily the player uh, he was last year. There was a nice surprise last year. I don't see that surprise happening at all uh, <laughs> this year and turning it around at all. Uh, goals against is is uh, just a little bit under four. So I think uh, this is a team that um, is going to struggle, and I think this is a goalie tandem that's going to be shelled. I think so too. You know, their team was gutted last year. Um, I think OEL is on long-term injury now. I, I believe so. It just things aren't going right in Arizona, and I, I can't see their goalies uh, benefiting from all the changes. Okay, let's get into um, one of the consistently best goaltending tandems in the league: uh, Boston Bruins. Only four games played, but they've only allowed nine goals, two point two five goals against average. We got Tuca and Yarrow as the tandem. 
Yeah. So clearly, what what is the verdict with these guys once again? It's it's a shutout, and and like and and as I said, uh, uh, Gump is Gump is uh, right now is is reaping the rewards of Tuca, and and these guys are like clockwork, um, and and have been for for a couple of seasons now. Um, they're just simply some of the best uh, the best tandem right now that's in in the league. They'll continue to be putting up stats like this throughout the season. Um, and uh, they just need that team in front of them to be scoring. So to yeah, get the, w, to get the w, the so. Bruins are not scoring at five on five right now, but the goalies are doing everything they were expected to do. And yeah. uh, on any given night, Yarrow or Tuka is going to score a shutout. That's yeah, really yeah, about that. yeah. And and right now, and they're going to be winning those games for for uh, definitely for the Bruins. So this is the this is the you know they've got the 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 backup. The team's got the backup with these two uh, two players, and it's just definitely a clear shutout. All right, Sabres, um, you know, we thought they were going to be better, and I think they are better in many categories, but, um, you know, allowing three goals a game right now, Allmark and, and Hutton, there's no clear no. direction in the net. They're a team that's going to get um, shelled. Their goaltending is still a work in progress. Um, you know, sub-900 save percentage, it's not good enough. You have to have north of 900 and well into north of 900, close to 920 if you want to have good goaltending. Uh, Allmark has not been special at all. Um, so this is a team that needs to rely on offense, not on goaltending. We'll continue to see uh, the Buffalo Sabres tandem get shelled. Yeah, and I'll, and, and I'll tell you right now, like, you know, you have um, you, 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 you have, you're having a team here that, that their elite players are not performing as well. Like, and I got one, I have Hall. Hall hasn't been really uh, scoring a whole lot, and and you know, and as a result, their 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 uh, their goalies are are, are uh, taking the hit. So like we look at Allmark, Allmark um, has started two games, has yet to have a win. You know, he's got a you know a a, a respectable you know two forty four goals against, but save percentage is just a little bit over nine, and he's going to be struggling. Like these guys are not elite goaltenders, um, uh, and Buffalo doesn't have. Uh, that in net that kind of compares to some of the forwards that they have at the front, right? So it's it's a bit of a mismatch, and I think uh, they'll be continued to be shelled. All right, so let's go to the opposite end, and this is the Calgary Flames. Holy cow, uh, Jacob Markstrom, what a great signing. Three games played, six goals against, two, uh, two goals against per game. Uh, he already has a shutout this year. This team is shutout all the way. Markstrom's stats are lights out, amazing. 1.99 goals against average, a 9.35 save percentage. And David Riddich was a starter last year, so they've got a 1A, 1B sort of situation there. Riddich obviously is in, inferior to Markstrom, but very, very competent goaltending in Calgary. Yeah, like, uh, and 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 you know, it's not like Markstrom hasn't been facing, uh, you know, a number of shots. He's been, you know, he's he's made 87, 87 uh, saves. He's been he has only allowed six goals in on those. I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of, you know, uh, a play time for Riddich if Markstrom kind of keeps this up. The guy's a workhorse. Um, but wow, Calgary Flames, they're on the shutout uh, curve for or the shutout side for uh, goaltending for sure. Okay, uh, breaking news. A trade call is being set up between the Winnipeg Jets and Columbus Blue Jackets to complete a trade sending Line A and Roslovic to Columbus for Pierre-Luc Dubois and a draft pick to the Jets may also be included. There you go. go. There we go. That's a monster deal. It is a monster deal. Carolina Hurricanes, um, they have uh, the exact same stats as uh, the Calgary Flames. Um, so uh, the verdict with them. Mirage well, this is, 
yeah, this is this is a shutout team. And again, you look at at um, Razak Reimer. Both goalies have been playing really, really well. Razak already has a shutout early on the season. He's sporting a 1.53 goals against and a 9.12 save percent average. Uh, and Reimer, I mean, Reimer's looking, you know, com- completely rejuvenated uh, in in uh, in Carolina. Uh, and uh, he has played, you know, he started one game, he has he has that win, and he only let two goals in, right? So he's got a two goals against average and a 9.39 save percent. Um, this is a team that's clicking entirely um, when it comes to goaltending, uh, and you got to expect the same moving forward here. This is a shutout team. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, a team that's not a shutout team, and we knew this from the start of the year, Chicago Blackhawks, they've got two non-NHL goalies, and then some random guy played last night, but Subban and, and Colin Delia were supposed to be uh, the tandem. They've allowed 4.2 goals a game uh, so far. Uh, absolutely horrible. Their, their forwards have been gutted. Their defense is weak. They don't have a legitimate NHL goalie. Um, you know, These stats that we're seeing them put up is what we would have considered a good goalie in the Grant Fuhr era. Yeah, like this is terrible stats. Well, here you go. Like, and, and it's evident. So, like, Robbie jumped on the fact that they Kevin is Kevin Lankin and guy that got pulled up um, from the taxi squad, probably or something. Here he is. He's 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 he started two games. He started, you know, and and he has got, uh, you know, he got the win. You know, but uh, he's got one win at least. But this is a team that's really struggling with goaltending identity. Uh, is struggling in so many ways. We knew this was coming. Subban has just been, you know, in his one and one start this season, has been an unbelievable disaster. Uh, and Delhi is not that far behind in that sense, right? They basically got the same stats going. Um, so who knows what's going to happen? Um, I, I, you know, this is a team that that's going to get completely shelled and get continuous, uh, uh, continuously to be shelled. And you know what? We've to mention this before on 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 previous episodes. Um, this is going to be reflected in the stats for at least plus minus, obviously, but in the stats for those superstars that are on still on Chicago. Absolutely. You know, it makes you wonder if uh, maybe Corey Crawford would have stuck around in the NHL um, and they would have had a competent uh, number one. Uh, all right, so we've got. If you did, you just hear that ding? I, I heard that ding. Did you hear that my is, phone phone ringing earlier? No, I, no I, 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 I ding because my iPhone is connected to my yeah my laptop, and I don't know how to undo that because I'm I'm not that smart with these things. That was uh, Mike Hughes. Uh, yeah. I was in the pool just texting uh, the turn the words God no. There we go. He's excited. The man is excited for Line A to go to Columbus. Awesome, Mike. We love your enthusiasm. Good luck with that. Um, it's nice to know he's out of bed, um, you know, just a little bit over 7 o'clock this morning. Good stuff, yep. Mike. I know. Okay, well, let's go. We're, we're, let's talk about Mike, too, because he's got this this tandem of grub. Yeah, and absolutely. This is, this no is, surprise here. No, no surprise here. This is an elite team from start to finish. Uh, you can see that in the FA pickup. People are picking up uh, uh, any Colorado player that's pretty much left out there from these, you know, 19-year-old defenseman prospects uh, to to uh, anybody else here. And I, I love the fact, again, that you're seeing um, uh, Colorado here in goaltending when we're talking about shelter shutouts being on the shutout side, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that 923 save percentage, two... 0.01 goals against for Grubauer. Yeah. Uh, Stanley Cup favorite team. No surprise here. So really, you know, we haven't had very many surprises, but pretty soon we're going to start seeing some surprises here. Let's go on to Columbus, the team we just talked about. Um, you know, Patrick Line is not known as the most defensive player, 
Corpus Allo, Merzlikens are not doing anything special. They've allowed 16 goals in three games, 3.2 goals against per game. Uh, so very difficult start to the season. This Corpus- is a, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Shelled, shelled yeah. for sure. Shell. Yeah, and this is a team, and I'll be honest with you, this is a team that's it's going to be be this way. I knew Hennessy and and Nick have have those goalies. I don't see it turning around in any capacity. Elvis is not the Elvis that we've seen in the past, uh, and I don't know if this trade that they've just done will uh, fire things up in any way. Uh, but I'll tell you, that's a team that's struggling, and it's struggling on uh, the shelled side. For goaltending. Yeah, so Corpy's putting up some decent numbers, some amazing numbers, 935, 234 goals against, but as a team, not so good. So I think that he's going to come crashing down uh, to earth uh, as well. Well, he's now, not going to get the wins, right? Like no, they're not no, going to no. get that, that win category. So yeah, you're getting some of the other category pieces, which are great. And that's awesome. But you're not going to get the shutouts. You're not going to get the wins and those categories matter. All right, let's go on to um, Dallas. We were going to say we don't know what Dallas is going to be, and then lo and behold, Anton Kudobin uh, gets a shutout in the first game. Um, so he proved to be a legit goalie last year, last night, um, playing against a very good Nashville team. Um, didn't allow a goal in. So we've got to go shutout in the early, very early um, yeah. parts of, of their season. He scores a shutout. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. They've got really strong defense. So uh, I would say uh, shout out for Dallas. Jake Ottinger, we don't know anything about him as a backup, but we got to say shout out for Dallas right now. I, I like it, you know. And again, this this wasn't an easy game. It sounded like seven nothing is is uh, you know an easy game for for Kadobin, but you know he faced uh, thirty four shots last night, so he was busy. Uh, and I think uh, early details show, early reports are showing that uh, uh, it's going to be a shutout season for him. All right, our next team, I would say, is our first real surprise. This is the Detroit Red Wings. Um, five games played, only 14 goals against, uh, 2.8 goals against per game. Bernier and Thomas Grice, they brought in Grice, who's a very competent NHL goalie and was in New York last year. The yep. verdict for these guys is surprisingly a shutout. Yeah, this is this is really interesting to see again, right? Because you have, you know, really good numbers coming from Bernier. Uh, he's still available, eh? Like he's still on. Th- th- this is the fun stuff about 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 our league. You know, here is Bernier still sitting on the FA wire with two wins, uh, and, and he's sporting a, a two goals against and a nine twenty seven save percentage. These are great numbers from him. Uh, and Thomas Grace, you know, he's 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 got two seventy four and a nine eighteen. Uh, this is a shutout team, and who would ever have thought of saying that with uh, Detroit Red Wings? Uh, but hey, you know they're 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 clicking. They you know they're they're do, something's happening with their goaltending, and and it's in it's in the right spot. Well, we saw what Stevie Y did in Tampa Bay, and he seems to be doing it uh, in the early going here in Detroit, and uh, you know <clears throat> declaring their goalies as shutouts, uh, well earned so far this season with the stats they're uh, they're putting up you want to take us through our next team yeah and this is the complete opposite because this team is uh this tandem's getting shelled and this is the edmonton oilers of uh, miko koskinen and mike smith uh koskinen right now is 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 sporting a 321 goals against and a 905 uh save percent average and you know the, the other the other goalies you know they've got a, but mike smith hasn't hasn't he's been on ir and they've got another goalie on ir and they've got the Stuart skinner guy that they've he hasn't played yet and this uh, other Shane Sturrett uh, player who who knows who this is, but this is this is a team that uh, if you have options, uh, I would not be uh, addressing their goalies uh, from a fantasy no, perspective. Koskinen needs to be avoided. His stats have never been good. I don't know why they gave him that long-term four million dollar deal, but uh, they're proving once again, you know, uh, 
Holland was in on Jacob Markstrom, and uh, yeah. he should have should have spent that extra coin to to get him because uh, this team just isn't good enough. So um, I would say that's going to be it. If you hear my door open by chance, it's just because uh, Snowball wants to check out what's going on here, and whatever Snowball wants, he gets. Yeah, yeah Snowball gets, gets right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So he might he he likes podcasts. But that's good. You know. Yeah. Yeah, my new kitty likes podcasts too. Everybody's got has got these cats going on right now and animals and their COVID COVID pets going on. It's great. So here, the next team, did you want to run down uh, with the Panthers and what we're well, thinking about the Panthers with Brosky and, and Dredger? I think Snowball wanted to come in because, uh, you know, he wanted to hear about his fellow cat, the Panthers. And um, <laughs> so far, not good. Three goals against average. Bob isn't, you know, 889 save percentage, 382 goals against. Not looking good. You know, uh, Chris Dredger had a, a good game he got a win but i mean that's not somebody you hang your hat on so i would say once again um we gotta call florida as being a team that is going to get shelled and this is for me the the wins are going to come off not because of their goaltending in any way it's going to be that either the the defense or the forwards that bail everybody out they're a fast-paced high-scoring team and that's what last year was for the florida panthers they were they were what third in in scoring in 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 the league uh not uh goaltending is going to be the same situation bob's going to be a big disappointment again i think from the one game that he's played i picked up and played dredger that one game because it was an easy matchup with uh, chicago got the win out of it uh, but that's definitely, as you mentioned, and you're so right on this one, that's not a player that you uh, want leading your way on your team for goaltending. This is a team that is going to get shelled. Absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, let's not spend a lot of time on the next team, LA. Uh, as expected, 3.25 goals again so far. Quick and Calvin Pedersen are the two goalies. Uh, and it's not going to get much better when they're playing Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis, um, you know, not a very good sign for the LA Kings, uh, and they will get shelled night in, night out. Maybe they'll get a break when they play San Jose. Who knows? But, yeah, who knows? Yeah. So uh, they're they're definitely a team that is going to get shelled. Well, let's get into uh, our next team, which is I would say another surprise for us. You want to start that? Yeah, this is Minnesota. Minnesota is what a pleasant surprise we've got going on here. You know. Talbot's day to day right now, but Talbot, um, you know, with four starts and two wins right now, is sporting a 234 goals against and a 925 uh, save percent average. And you know what? It looks like you know Stalic, the fact that that he's on IR, they're not missing a beat here because they've got uh, Kapokakinen here, and uh, he is uh, he's sporting a 120 goals against and a 951 save percent average. This is a team that is on that shutout side for sure. What are your thoughts on Minnesota? Absolutely. And Kalkinen, well, I love that Talbot's having a rebound year. I'm really yeah. happy for Minnesota because they've got super fans there. So you want to see them do well. Um, but Kalkinen is one of those uh, early season ad drop guys. We're seeing uh, people being really intrigued by him. And that's yeah. because of the, the goalie stats that, that this tandem is putting up. So uh, definitely the Wild early on, they are a shutout team. Um, you know, and we get into a few more surprises here. Uh, a team that we would have expected yep. to be a shutout team is the Montreal Canadiens. And this is surprising too, because they haven't had a regulation loss yet, but um, 16 goals against in five games played 3.2 goals against average uh, for price and Allen um, price is a concern right now. 887 save percentage, 3.5 goals against average, and that includes a near shutout against Edmonton. So, yeah, in those other games, it's been it's been really tough. Um, it's been shaky for the month. Again, though, but this is the North Division, right? This yeah. is the powerhouse forward division. So, 
This and is we, expected, but they're shelled. They got yeah, shelled. We, we, we talked about this last week as well. Like any, if you've got a goaltender in, in the North, knowing with the players that are, are the, the superstars that are in the North, you know, it's it, uh, now with Dubois coming in and, and line a leaving, you know, that maybe shakes some things up. We'll see what Mike has to say about that. Uh, but I'll, I will tell you um, if you have the Montreal goalies, you know, which you do, uh, this is is uh, of a bit of a concern because they're getting shelled despite they're getting wins. The forwards have been uh, been been playing fantastic, but I'll tell you the goaltending is something else to be desired. So Nashville, they um you know we have to put last night I think was a bit of an anomaly because their goal they allowed as many goals last night as they had in the previous three games. <laughs> yeah, so their their stats aren't looking good at an average of three point five goals against per game. But take away last night's game and I think they were averaging close to two goals against uh, per game. So we're still going to call UC Saros and Pekarine a shutout team. Before last night, um, Saros had a one point five nine goals against nine fifty nine save percentage. Those are almost not believable numbers. Um, so they got drubbed last night, but I think. Um, you know, if if you can put in UC Saros or Pekka Rene in front of a very competent NHL team, more nights than not, they're more likely to be shut out versus shelled. So have we seen, do you think, uh, uh, still keeping with our, our goaltending team here, have we seen the complete change of guard here in Nashville from uh, uh, Rene to Saros? I think so. Based on starts, I think we've officially seen yeah. uh, the end of Pekka Rene as a starting goalie in the NHL. There you go. <clears throat> so we've had a few surprises here in the in the kind of mid to late uh, part of this podcast, um, but the New Jersey Devils is another one. Like they have no backup goalie. Aaron Dell, the Toronto Maple Leaf legend, is the new backup there. Uh, yeah. But two point seven five goals against and um, Mackenzie Blackwood, a young superstar goalie, nine forty eight save percentage, one point nine goals against uh, average with his starts. Um, so they're being more competitive. They've got a more competitive Jack Hughes a more competitive team in front of them. Um, and so we've got to say right now they're playing like a team that is a shutout team. And I think that those, those managers again, who, who, you know, who grabbed, you know, grabbed, grabbed uh, New Jersey players, like, you know, um, PMF has, 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 has Blackwood and, and, and has been uh, reaping the rewards of that with a, a one nine uh, goals against and a nine four eight uh, save percentage. And, and those are, those are helping his stats along the way for sure. Who's going to jump on Aaron Dell? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Let's uh, let's stick to our New York teams now. Um, Islanders, <clears throat> and this looks like a typo, four games played, uh, six goals against. The team is averaging 1.5 goals against. Um, but it, really, we need to talk about Semyon Varlamov, the person that I was going to keep up until I decided Kaylor Yamamoto was a better keeper. Yeah. Uh, you know, these are, these are the regrets we have in fantasy sport. Uh, and to your benefit, but he has a 988 save percentage and a 0.33 goals against. So, so that is not a 333 goals against. That is 0.33 less than one yeah. goals against average per game. So he's averaging one goal against every three games, two shutouts already. We know he can't keep it up, but we also right. know that this is a Barry Trotz team. So this mm-hmm. is going to be a very defensively strong team. Yeah, this is, this is uh, you know, anything that Lou Lamorello and Barry... Yeah, any anything that Lou Lamorano and Barry Trotz have their fingers in uh, is is defensive. So so Varlamov, you know, uh, is an early candidate for the best draft uh, pick of the night. I got him for fifty bucks. That's fifty dollars well spent. Uh, and uh, is it sustainable? Absolutely not. Uh, it looks like you know coming into the season, there's a whole lot of talk about Sorokin as being. Um, 
as being uh, the, 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 the goalie that w- will uh, take over number one, that they were going to go in almost almost 50-50. Obviously, Varlamov being a little bit favored because he had had uh, has that history there with the Islanders. But it's really clear here now uh, that uh, this is shutout central for Varlamov. This is Varlamov's team, and, and the Islanders are shut out because of Varlamov. And a few kilometers down the road, we got the Rangers with uh, Shesterkin and Georgiev. Not an impressive start to the uh, the Russian goalie era in the Rangers uh, with three goals against per game. Uh, Georgiev, who was presumed to be number two, has, ah. has posted a shutout. But we've got to say shelled. Uh, and the uh, presumptive number one, Shesterkin, 3.09 goals against average. Um, you know, not good. Uh, not good enough. So we think the Rangers are still... Uh, emerging and uh, it's a team more likely to be shelled than shutouts this year. Yeah, and this is this is again, you know, um, our 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 friend Robin has has both those those keepers um, and the hype that surrounded them at the start of the season. The hype that surrounded this tandem is not paying off. They're getting shelled. Yep, yep, and um, not surprising is our next team, the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Matt Murray's been dropped twice now. Uh, Fourteen <laughs> yeah. goals against, three and a half. Yeah. You know, they, they play competitive. They're just too young, too inexperienced right now. Uh, Murray's start in Ottawa has not been good. 880 uh, save percentage is terrible, 3.79 goals against. But this is also a byproduct of the Sens having such terrible defensemen. Yeah, and this is this is as we knew. This is to be expected. This is this is unlike you know the Devils and un, 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 unlike Detroit. There is absolutely no surprise here at all. Um, he's got he's got Murray's got the three seven nine eight 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 or eight eight zero um, stats going on here. It's not going to get any better. Is reflected in the fantasy world with him being dropped twice already. I don't see this happening or changing in any way. Um, you know, if we were to revisit this topic 14 games down the road, this is a team that's going to get shelled continuously. They're still exciting to watch because of the young guns, but this is not uh, this is not going to be Murray's year. Yeah, so we're on a bit of a shelled streak now. We're going to continue it uh, surprisingly with the Philadelphia Flyers. Carter Hart, um, you know, one of the youngest um, superstar goalies in the league. Not having a great start at all. They've allowed 3.2 goals against. Brian Elliott did get a shutout, but yeah. their heart season is not good. 3.67 goals against. He's ranked 30th in the league right now after four starts. Um, so the team needs to get better. And until Philly does defensively, then we have to call Carter Hart and Brian Elliott as a as a tandem that's going to get shelled. I love and again I'm I love Philly this year. I think they're exciting to watch. They've been they've got a lot of, of firepower up front and uh, they're putting in the goals, but the, uh, unfortunately the goals are coming in the other way as well. Um, you know, and then the situ if you look at their goaltending situation, Carter Hart, you know, he has the four starts and with uh, with Elliott only having one, and I think that kind of ratio is going to to continue, and that's why you haven't seen Elliott get picked up off the FA wire. He's probably going to be one of those ad drops here and there based upon good matchups along the way. Uh, but uh, they're going to run with heart. That, um, and I think you're going to still kind of see some of these numbers uh, along the way. This is a goalie that's struggling right now. It's a young goalie and he's struggling. Okay, we're down to our final few teams. And uh, if we can say that uh, Varlamov might have been the best pickup early on, Tristan Jari has to be one of the worst keepers early on. Uh, Pittsburgh is one of the few teams that's averaging more than four goals allowed per game. Um, you know, you maybe do we see Mark Andre Fleury potentially returning to Pittsburgh if this continues? Like Jari's numbers uh, before last night. I know he had a win last night, but that seven, never got recorded though, eh? Have you noticed that? 
Oh, it will. I mean, sometimes it takes a bit. Kelsey, Kelsey drinks on Friday nights. Yeah, I saw um, it pop up as a as a, under the wind column, then it was taken away. So I got to figure out what's going on with that one. That one upsets me because I didn't get that point. It got the point, then I got taken away. Um, so going into last night, seven fifty seven goals against average, seven twenty seven save percentage, easily the worst of any starting goalie, um, and <clears throat> you know. It's <laughs> terrible. It, it, can Crosby play net? They what do they need to give to get Mark Andre Fleury back? Um, you know, at what point do you start to get more concerned about the Pittsburgh tandem because you have both of them? Well, listen here, I'm already concerned, and this is a, a, of of all the aspects of my team that I need to be concerned about, and there are some. Uh, is is in is in my goalie? I uh, goalies. I have obviously have uh, Varlamov, which is 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 wonderful. But like when I have when I look at my Pittsburgh tandem, it's 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 yikes. You know. Jari has a 528 uh, goals against and an 821 save percent. So he's basically, che- uh, you know, a, a piece of uh, of Swiss cheese and net uh, and everything's going in here. And I'm not a big fan of DeSmith. DeSmith is not, you know, with two starts as a 276 and 871. Uh, I'm not I'm not overly stoked about Pittsburgh, uh, their goaltending. And this is definitely not the team that, uh, oh, sorry, this is definitely not what Pittsburgh had envisioned with respect to uh, uh, running with Jari for sure. And they are probably, you know, thinking about, you know, can we get uh, Matt Murray back? Who knows? Yeah, I hear you. So um, our next team, not surprising, 3.6 goals against for Martin Jones and Devin Dubnik absolutely shelled we are on a huge streak of shelled right now but this is what we expected from san jose um both goalies have a save percentages south of 900 near four goals against average per game not good at all so uh no one should consider picking these guys up we don't really need to spend any time they're just uh terrible terrible goalies yeah, and you've seen that like again right from the right from the beginning. Uh, you called it is that Dubnik's going to be just sitting on the FA wire, and that's where he sits after two goal uh, games started. Okay, let's get into a surprise now. I was expecting to call these guys a shutout, but the St. Louis Blues, Jordan Bennington, and yeah. Jay Huso, who is rumored to be the the next starting goalie of he was supposed to be the superstar goalie coming out of St. Louis St. Louis's. Uh, AHL system, but uh, 15 goals against uh, already for St. Louis, a 3.75 goals against average. And I think this is where this whole COVID uh, realignment of divisions might bite them a bit. Um, you know, uh, Huso played one game, 71% uh, of the shots he faced, he saved 12, 15 goals against That's average. That's a good one, eh? I know. Um, <laughs> you know, but they play Colorado and Vegas almost 20 times. So uh, I know. What do you expect? surprisingly we're going to call these guys until we see some major defensive improvement maybe it's because they lost peter angelo but uh the st louis goalies have to be uh, considered shelled at the moment well and for all of bulby's moves and for all of his strategy this has got to be a concern right and and when when uh when you when you have uh, biddington biddington sitting on only 50 percent uh, uh, of his uh, wins uh, as well, and there's no there's no faith in 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 Huso. So again, that's he's sitting there uh, on the, on the FA wire. Uh, a bit of a shocker. This is a bit another. This is a kind of like the Detroit New Jersey surprise here. But on the other side here, here we have a shelled St. Louis tandem. Okay, um, next on the list is uh, well, what do we say? One point six goals against for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're not even allowing two goals a game. Vasi's had every start. Uh, yeah. 
shut out all the way, all day long. Um, you know, you could throw anyone in net there. Manon Rayom, when she was brought in, remember the Tony yeah. Esposito brought her in to draw some excitement. She's 40-something now, um, probably hasn't played goalie in a couple of years. She'd be getting a shutout on this team. I could go in there. You could go. It doesn't matter. Snowball could go in there. The Tampa Bay Lightning are shut out all day long, every single game. Yeah, and to be honest with you, it really doesn't matter who their their backup is or is going to be, or you know, McElhenney's out right now, but it doesn't matter if they stick in, as you said, uh, a couple socks on the poles. And this is a team that is, is a shutout all the way. Okay, let's go into our Leafs here. Um and uh, you know they've had they've been shelled a couple of times this year. Freddie Anderson hasn't had a good start. Will Jack Campbell take over? But we've got to say, um, shelled for these guys as well. You know, same old, same old for Toronto. Uh, you know they've shown some some flashes of being okay defensively, but I think their defensive woes are still with them. Oh, absolutely. They've gotten a little bit more gritty. They've they, they've got some toughness on their squad. But listen, like when when and this is a team that we've always known. Like then I think this is might be for Anderson's last year in in in, in Toronto. Um, it, it's just it, 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 it this is a team that struggles and has historically struggled with goaltending. They have got that offensive firepower, but they're not defensive in any way. And the results show uh, in goalie stats. Anderson is sitting, you know, with a 281 goals against and an 898 save percentage, and that's not good enough to be elite in any way and it's definitely not good enough if you want to win this pool let's go into uh, our last four teams and uh, the first one is the worst goaltending tandem statistically so far in the pool and that is the Vancouver Canucks allowing 28 goals in only six games a 4.67 goals against average <laughs> Brayden Holtby and the recently dropped Thatcher Demko um, you know how much money should they have given Jacob Markstrom uh, based on yeah, uh, this goaltending group is horrible. An 892 save percentage for Holtby, um, an 866 one for Demko, 5.44 goals against for Demko, 3.52 goals against for Holtby. Um, no consistency in Vancouver right now, and uh, I don't see them uh, doing anything but get absolutely shelled this year in that. Yeah, and this is again another concern on my end because I've got Holtby, so this is with, with him and. My uh, Pittsburgh goalies, uh, it's not boding well for me in net and those stats in any way. You know, he's got two wins, but I mean, those goals against the save percentage and everything else, he's definitely not going to be getting any shutouts with that, those kind of stats. Um, and uh, it's it's not looking good uh, for Vancouver. It's not going looking good for Vancouver goalies, and that's why they're going to get shelled. Yeah, not good at all. Um, not good. Like we don't need to talk about that anymore. <laughs> and I'm sure um, I was in the pool is not excited, but I'm sure he's happy. He didn't pick up those goalies. I'll be curious to see if he, he snags Demko now just out of his, uh, his allegiance to the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I may, I may try to ship him Holtby. Who knows? Pack him, Jim up with, 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 uh, he already offered, uh, you know, told me that I should trade him Ovi because he's out for a bit. So I was, I was, you know, listening to him and then I'm like, Hey, is this just Mike being Mike? Who knows? Yeah. Okay, let's go to Vegas. Uh, Leonard Fleury, one of the best tandems in the league. 2.4 goals again so far. Um, they get to play really crappy teams all season long. Yeah. Um, so anything but a shutout would not be realistic. They're going to put out shutouts in droves. Add in Peter Angelo, Shea Theodore, the, one of the strongest defensive groups in the league. And uh, 
doesn't matter who's playing, we can expect shutouts from this team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and in typical Vegas fashion, they're they're basically splitting the time 50-50 here. I like the fact that Marc-Andre Fleury has better numbers right now than Leonard for sure. So you never know. You may see that uh, his his uh, his uh, number of starts start to uh, creep up and, and overtake Leonard's as well. But for right now, they're, they're, this, is a, this is a true tandem and this is a true shutout tandem. Yeah, and uh, the Washington Capitals looking very similar to the New York Rangers in net right now. Three point four goals against the average. That you know they had a, a changing of the guard with Ilya Samsonov, yeah. and um, he's out now because of uh, the whole COVID thing with Ovi. Um, but this Vitek Vanacek kid uh, has come in, has played well. We've seen him added and dropped a few times in yep. the pool. Uh, and then my boy Craig Anderson could see some starts now because of what's happened and with Samsonov uh, out and with the unimpressive numbers so far, maybe what they need is a steady veteran in that net. I think I think you're right on this, and I think this is going to be um, Anderson's opportunity to shine and really uh, you know take the reins and, and and run with it. He's not obviously going to. Uh, take over a number one position anyway but he can he can push out the vanacek uh vanacek numbers are good the 290 and well they're okay that 290 and 898 but anderson you know that maybe that's what they need as a veteran i would love to see that story happen uh for him that would be great uh for him to at least get a couple of games going here and play they need to do something because they're in the shell category yes and then our final team uh shutout category all the way winnipeg jets 2.5 goals against per game connor hellebuck is uh playing like a Vezina Trophy winner, uh, two goals against average, 935 save percentage. Laurent Brossois is one of the best backups in the league, 927 save percentage. And then throw in the fact that the defensive liability called Patrick Laine is gone yep. and a very solid... Uh, so they're going to have Shifley and Pierre-Luc Dubois and Paul Stastny as their top three centermen, all incredible defensemen or forwards. Mm-hmm. And also... All very, very competent, defensively sound uh, players as well. Shifley is one of the best two-way forwards in the game. Yeah. Dubois actually is one of the best two-way forwards in the game. And we know Stassi is. So you can expect a ton of shutouts coming out of Winnipeg. Yeah, you know what? And Hellebuck has been lights out every year. Like this is a, this is a, a, a goalie, again, if you're thinking about somebody who is clockwork, this is a goalie that, you know, you know what you're getting when you want him on your team. If you're trading for him or doing whatever, if you're keeping him, it doesn't matter. Uh, this is a goalie that, that uh, you, you, you get what you, you, you pay for and, and the price is high, but so worth it. Um, Boisson, free agent, who knows? He may get picked up. He might want to be the, those pieces that get picked up uh, and dropped along the way. I think so. Uh, depends on on the matchup he may be picked up tonight with ottawa who knows yeah who knows so uh so that does it for uh this podcast shelled or shutouts we had 14 teams that we considered our shutout worthy 17 yeah. teams that we feel will get shelled um as a league right now um goals against per game is 2.88 per team so we're seeing mm-hmm. about 5.7 goals scored per game which i think is a bit above the average uh this year in the NHL, but um, you know, a lot to think about with our goalies, and and will we see some moves based on shelled or shutouts? Yeah, absolutely. And I love I love the fact that that we've dealt with this one early early on in the season. We don't usually focus on goaltending in this capacity and in, in this depth, but I like the fact again that uh, we're seeing goals happen. Lots of goals happen. We talk about those fours that are having those breakout seasons or continuing to be, you know, those those amazing uh, players. Uh, but there's always the other side of that too. Is is that if goals are going in, they're going against goalie stats. So it's 
is also a good time to focus on that early on, get people thinking about the tandems that they want to run with and the goalies that they're going to hang their hats on. There's a lot of questions out there. There's a lot of unproven uh, players that are in net here, thinking about all the Russian goalies that are happening. Here. They've got something to prove. So change may be in the air for them, or they may just remain on the shelled side of things. All right, so that does it. Listen, I think next week, so we'd like to do um, a combination where we focus on our teams and our managers. We've done that a few times this year. We like to focus on what's going on with players. I think next week it might be timely to talk about something a little bit controversial, and that is the legacy keeper. Is it time for us to have a serious discussion about putting a time limit and a term limit on the ability to keep a keeper. This is it this is again this is a great topic because and it's a very timely one. We need to start having these conversations as a league in all seriousness early on. Uh, I think I'm I've got a lot to lose on this. I love the idea of having the legacy keeper clause happening. Uh, but we will uh, shape this out. We'll shake it all out next week in episode uh, 66 the legacy keeper. All right. So that's it, boys. Uh, stay warm. It's going to get cold this weekend, at least in Ontario. Uh, you know, enjoy the tropical <laughs> Vancouver weather, Mike. Yeah, yeah, a good one out there. All right, everyone. Have a great one. <laughs>